0: Hi, everyone. This is Florence Bremer. I'm your host of the Bonafide Legal Podcast. Bonafide Legal Podcast is a weekly podcast to help attorneys and business owners with time management and lifestyle tips. I've lived in Phoenix since nineteen ninety nine. Since 1999. Before that, I lived in Chicago and I was born and raised in the suburbs of Chicago. I'm a mother, grandmother, wife, movie enthusiast, fan of a great deal, restaurant lover, follower of many television shows, self proclaimed fashionista, and overall in love with popular culture. Besides all this, I'm a lawyer. I've been a lawyer for almost 21 years. And throughout my practice, I struggled day by day to find balance between work and life. So this podcast is about that. I do my best to enjoy work and time not working. And please join me on this journey in finding grace and contentment in the practice of law. So for this week's podcast, I was just going to talk a little bit about my week, which I've said it on prior podcasts, I'm starting to feel like it is Groundhog Day, where just every day is the same. I'm having a really hard time figuring out which days are which, and um, it could just be, it could literally every day could be a Monday. So I'm doing some things to try to break up the days and um, make it feel a little bit different. One of the things I'm going to talk about after I talk about my week, I am going to talk about the uptick in COVID and my feelings about that. So, as I last recorded my podcast, I believe it was last Sunday morning. It was Father's Day morning. So, on Sunday on Father's Day, my a small group of my family came over, my mom and dad and my brother and his girlfriend and his son. And they came over and I cooked and I cooked so much I almost (laughs) needed to fall to the floor. I was on my feet. I figured it out afterwards that it was a full three hours of just being on my feet and and cooking. Um, One thing I'm going to jump around a little bit because I I just wanted to talk about the week and how it went. Um, But a little treat that I had ordered for myself... Um, right around the time of my birthday, right around June 10th, that came shortly thereafter, was a journal called Every Day Is Epic. And all the journal pages are completely different. So it will have, it's just not a line journal where you just write, Today I did this. It'll have things like, it'll have like little graphics and it'll say, What's your biggest wish? or if you designed a jean jacket. What would it look like? And then there's little spaces to write. And every day since I've gotten the journal, I have been writing in it. And I'm finding that helps me, um, number one, at the end of the day, have a sense of accomplishment. Like, here's what I did, and I'm going to write it down. It also makes me feel like I'm having a little bit more memory about what I'm doing, because I'm recapping what I did in the day, instead of just rushing through every day and not really knowing what I did on a day to day basis. So the journal actually helped me put together my thoughts for uh, what I wanted to talk about. So going back to Father's Day, I just want to share with you two quick things that I made that were very delicious. I sort of always liked seven layer dips or liked the idea of seven layer dips. But anytime I've gotten in them from the store, they're always disappointing. And on Father's Day, I'm like, why don't I just make my own stinking seven layer dip or however many layers I want to make it if I want to make it 10 layers, or three layers, whatever. And in my mind, I was also sort of calling it a garbage dip. Because a lot of times we will have Um, some leftover guacamole or some leftover refried beans or I'll buy um, a few weeks ago I bought a pack of um, many cans of refried beans and we'd been using them but I thought why don't I use that for a dip or you have sour cream but maybe not a ton of it Uh, like whatever you have and then you can just layer it so what I've been doing is I have a a dish that is square completely square like a probably about an eight by eight. I layer the bottom with beans. I heat up the beans for one minute and then I layer however I feel like it. On Sunday, I made homemade guacamole. So that was a layer. Uh, I layered sour cream. Uh, That day, um, I did a vegan sour cream, but you could do a non-vegan sour cream. We had the tiniest bit of cojita cheese. So I crumbled that over. I don't usually eat uh, cilantro because I feel it tastes a little funny to me, but it's kind of grown on me lately. Um, There's a couple members of my family who like to put cilantro in their dishes, and I thought, I'm acting like a big baby. This doesn't really taste like much. Uh, Maybe I had a bad batch at one point. Um, So I just sprinkled a little cilantro on it. I cut up uh, small heirloom tomatoes. I cut up green onions. And um, I had the, like a tiny slice of orange bell pepper. So I put that on there and people were just eating it up. It was so delicious. And I thought, why didn't I ever do this? Oh, another layer was I had um, nacho cheese from the movies. So the Harkins movies has been doing a curbside pickup for popcorn and also for nachos. So they sell you a, a giant bag of tortilla chips. And you also get like eight cups of nacho cheese. And we weren't going through this nacho cheese. And It seemed like a fun idea to get. And um, I'll, I'll tell you a secret. <laughs> One day I had bathtub nachos where I just took those chips and the cheese and ate it in the bath and red and it was one of the most relaxing things i had done in a long time felt like a little bit of a vacation when we really can't take vacations right now so i'm calling it kind of a garbage dip but it is really just a layered dip and however much you want to layer on it another thing my daughter taught me how to make it and it's buffalo cauliflower and it's breaking up a head of cauliflower and baking it you can get the recipe online and it is, um, there's different recipes, but basically what it is, is coating the cauliflower with a flour and water mixture, baking it, and then, um, brushing on the, uh, you, you can get like a pre-made, uh, buffalo sauce. Like I love the Frank sauce quite a bit and you get the Frank sauce. And then the recipe that I did, mixed the frank sauce with a uh, butter or a margarine, heated it up on the stove, brushed it on, baked it some more. It was so gosh darn delicious. It was unbelievable. So uh, that was Sunday. And Sunday too, I, I after everyone left, I just needed to get to work. And I worked many hours on Sunday, which is another problem that I'm having lately is that Work is sort of all-encompassing right now, but I'll get to that in a moment. I also wanted to talk about something my middle daughter bought for my oldest daughter, and it's something called a Cameo. So if you go to the Cameo website or if you go to the Cameo app, you can have a celebrity of some sort leave you a pre-recorded message that you can give to um, a relative. I guess you could do it for yourself too as a, as a treat. So a lot of them are just 15 seconds. And there's all sorts of people who are on there. And for most people, it's probably anywhere between like 40 and $150. There's some crazy ones. I saw Sarah Jessica Parker was like $2,500. I heard on the news that Jeremy Piven was like 15000 I mean, these are short or intended to be short. And my oldest daughter, we all love this actually, but she loves and we all love the show Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And there's an actor named Nicholas Brandon who played uh, Xander. And he's on Cameo. So my middle daughter did a shower gift for my oldest daughter who's expecting. But when she got the Cameo, she couldn't wait to show her. So showed her. And, um... Like I said, they're usually 15 to 30 seconds long. He did a 10-minute cameo. He was singing. He was citing lines from Buffy. He was talking directly to my daughter about her baby. He told a story about himself. It was a very sweet. And I think it was like $60. It was like super economical and with like the biggest treat my oldest daughter ever had it just was nice I will tell a um, comedic story because we were talking about cameo on Sunday and everyone was kind of watching the video and then my brother was like I have one um, on um, it's on YouTube that Vince Neal did Vince Neal from Motley Crue and the one that someone posted. I mean he's he's not even saying words. It's just like nonsense. So, we were looking at that one and that was um that was crazy. So, whoever got that cameo obviously didn't get their money's worth. My um daughter's definitely got their money's worth. It was uh very enjoyable and something you can go back and watch again and again. So, I just thought that was a fun idea. I think it's a fun idea for someone who may if you're well, it's, it's really great for someone who's a super fan of whatever the show or actor may be. And you can search shows. Like, I searched because I was curious at one point And I, like, just put in Sopranos. And a bunch of actors came up. And um, so there's a, a bunch that you can do uh, for, for different people, different shows. Okay. So Sunday I worked because Monday I knew it was... It, like it was on. I had meetings and a scheduled court hearing, a couple in person. And I'll talk about that a little bit later. I'm trying to get away again, from the in person meetings, um, because COVID is upticking. And I'll tell you what we're doing for the in person um, meetings. But I was just scheduled back to back, like, just one after another. And I'm finding that is really, really unworkable. And I don't know why I'm having so many. It's just kind of one after another. And I'll look at my and everything's kind of last minute, which I think is a, I think is a symptom of the COVID crisis is that If somebody wants something, then they expect to be able to talk to you that same day or maybe the next morning. Like, for instance, I'll get an email, you know, in the middle of the night and it'll say, can you call me first thing in the morning? And then before I've even got to the office or as I'm going through my messages, the person who emailed me in the middle of the night is trying to call me. And it's a lot, like it's a lot to try to keep up on. Um, and I, I pride myself on being really responsive and it's been, it's just been a ton, like a message after message. And I'll tell you my world record day in in a minute as I go through the, go through my list. Um, so I, in my Epic journal, as I finished up my thoughts for the day, it had a thing that said, my to do list. And one of the things was I laughed at it. And I was like, Yep, I laughed at it. I haven't gotten anywhere. So Tuesday and Wednesday, I did my best to try to do um, manage my time as best as I could. So what I've been what I do on days where I can do this, where I don't have a court hearing scheduled, because if it's a court hearing scheduled, I I guess I can do it at home, but um, a lot of times they're video. So I don't want to be like with a greasy face and my hair up in a bun. When I have a video court hearing, I dress almost like I'm going to court. I really don't put on a full suit, but I will put on a dress and I'll even put heels on my feet because it makes me, number one, when I see myself in the screen, I'm like, okay, I look like a you know, a lawyer. I'm not just sitting there in like a t shirt or a tank top. And then also it makes me feel like a lawyer, it makes me feel like I'm doing my job. So if I don't have that in the morning, I can kind of play with my day a little bit. And what I'll do is I'll schedule my phone calls in the afternoon. So what that gives me the morning is time to spend time with my grandson time to take a walk. That's really the only exercise I'm getting at this point. Um, The gym opened back up and it's by appointment and I decided not to go. I had made an appointment and I skipped it and I'm getting freaked out about the uprising of COVID again. So I thought, okay, like the actual gym, I'll push off and it just feels good to me to be outside when you are working from home can't go on a trip, in the office all day. Um, ma- many of your meals are at home. I just, um, I just like to be outside, and it's getting hot here. So mainly, you have to getting hot. It's been hot. <laughs> you have to be done with your walks by eight, or at least for me. I know I see people out sometimes a little bit later, but the sun is just too hot for me uh, and and we just had the summer solstice so we're going to start having shorter days but that's going to take a while to get there so we have a lot of sunlight right now you know the sun it's kind of dawning at like 4 30 in the morning and then it's setting at about 8 p.m like we have a ton of sun all right so the mornings I'll spend with my grandson and then I'll uh, sit in my home office which is actually just a built-in desk in my kitchen and I'll work um, usually like a project at a time because then the next thing I need to do is I need to clean get cleaned up and go to the office so I'm usually taking a shower a little bit later in the day and those are my most productive days when I have that kind of control but lately I've been having a lot of Uh, video court. So it's been difficult. All right. Oh, and another thing with how the courts are setting it, they're kind of just setting it all the time. Like they're setting court just whenever. And they don't always, here's a, a tip if you are a practicing attorney or if you're a pro per litigant, some of the orders I've been getting says to come to court. And on all of them, if it's said that, I've called the court and I've said, do you really want us to come to court or is this a call-in? And on all the ones I've called on, they've said, no, you're supposed to call in. Did not provide instructions. Um, That's probably about a quarter of my cases where it was to be an in-person. It says it's an in-person hearing, but it really wasn't. So the courts are doing a lot of catch-up and trying to Manage their hearings and keep people out of the courts, but um, you're not always getting the correct information. So calling ahead is very important. I did have to drop off some exhibits. Um, I had a judge who said, no scanned exhibits, and I was surprised because that has been the procedure with any other judge that I've had is where the exhibits could be scanned in and emailed. It was a great process. This judge said, bring them in person. So um, I dropped him off, and before I went into the court, they took my temperature. I had to ask questions about um, any symptoms, which I didn't have any, or if I'd been in contact with someone who had COVID, which I hadn't. So it's just been um it, it's been a lot of every day is a different day. That's for sure. Okay. Oh, <laughs> to top it off, on Tuesday, there were fires right by my house. Fires like thousands of acres. And I was on the evacuation list and luckily the wind shifted and it was contained and I didn't have to leave, but there was a Red Cross evacuation center down the street from my house. I've never had that happen. I'm just like, please 2020 go away. Go away. I pray that the last half of the year, we're we're coming up on June 30th, that the last half of the year um with, that we can have some blessings cuz it sure hasn't felt like sure hasn't felt like there's been a lot of blessings lately. All right. Um. So Wednesday, same sort of thing, um, did uh, work from home in the morning. Wednesday was a tough day. My client who died, there was a viewing of her in the later afternoon. So I just went quickly and paid my respects. And um, my daughter who's pregnant came along with me for the ride. She also was able to help me be in uh, the carpool lanes because... I had a carpool partner and we were going around rush hour time. I'm finding that traffic is really bad. The, uh, I, I don't know like where people are going or what the situation is, but usually this type of time of year, the traffic gets good because a lot of people have left for the summer. Um, either snowbirds have gone away or people are vacationing. And I'm guessing vacations have to be way down. Like I haven't heard of anyone who's really taking a vacation. And a lot of the vacation spots maybe that normally I would go to or a lot of other people are closed as well. For the last, I'm trying to think how many years it's been. It's got to be the last five or six years. My husband, my daughter, and I have gone to Coronado Island. Island in uh, right by San Diego. And last year, my middle daughter, her husband, and baby all joined us. And we had just had this nice trip. We had an Airbnb that didn't turn out great, but in retrospect, we like really had a good time. Like we went to the little Coronado movie theater and ate out and, um, you know, brought some food in, had some drinks. Like it was just nice. Like we had a good time, went to the beach. Um, And I always thought we'd be going back this year, the same group. I had a better plan for this year, one that did not include an Airbnb, but figured out a way that we could, um, you know, go and it could still be kind of economical. But in any event, it's pretty much closed down. Like the Dell, which um, I have stayed at every time that I've gone there, is closed down until August. Um, so I'm thinking things are just going to be closed down. I know there's talk of Disneyland opening up in July. But I think that with the reduced capacity, people aren't going to be able to get in. And I think they're given priority to annual pass holders. So I can't imagine I wasn't even going to try. Wasn't even gonna try, and then again, there's this uptick in COVID cases. So uptick in COVID cases. So who is feeling like they want to go on a vacation? I, I want to go on a vacation. (laughs) I do. You know, I want to be at the beach or I want to be able to walk around a city, but it's not gonna be the same, and it's not worth risking it. Okay. So Thursday, another crazy day. Had court in the morning, and meetings solid until like two o'clock. And then I realized I had not seen my father-in-law in in a while and things are getting rough for him. He is 72. He's going to be 73 in August and all the activities he was doing, all the things that he loved, he's not able to do. His senior center shut down. Um, I took him to church every week. Church was shut down for a period of time. It opened back up, but I'm still not going back. And um, I brought him lunch and just sat with him and talked. And so I'm just really worried about him. You know, it's his quality of life is not great right now. I mean, he has a wonderful home and he's well cared for and he's happy and he's still gets around on his own. Like he doesn't drive and you know, things like that. But he doesn't have that stimulus that he had months ago, which I think is one of the side effects of for a lot of people in this COVID situation. All right. So Thursday also was my mom and dad's anniversary. So I left the office around 330. I had to go to the grocery store. I picked up this beautiful fruit tray. And I did it at Safeway. This is another little tip. I love Safeway for parties. I do most of my shopping at Fry's, but Safeway just has a really, really nice selection of fruit trays, desserts. I picked up a nice veggie tray. The veggie tray was regular. It was normal, but the fruit tray was amazing and everybody was raving and just eating a lot of fresh fruit and it was great. Um, And and then the dessert I got was a a fruit tart. And the fruit was just like all juicy on top. And it was amazing. Just loved it. So everyone came over again. And it's a small group of us. Like we're, you know, we're not a huge group. But it's a a small group of us got together, celebrated my mom and dad's anniversary. So there I am again cooking. We were actually going to go out. And everyone vetoed it because there's just this scariness happening on where things are starting to increase again. Okay, so that was Thursday. So Thursday, to just tell you, I'm still, I'm still flabbergasted about the fact that I'm going to give you. From 3.30pm, which is practically the end of the day, till 830 or 9 the next morning, So, not a 24 hour period and basically an overnight. I came in in the morning on Friday and there were 10 messages. It took me half an hour to transcribe them. And we have um, here's just a telephone tip something we have done forever is I've always used the carbon copy message pads. They are really a godsend. You can write your message. So we all have them on our desk, you write out the message, whoever the message is for gets the message. But then you have a carbon copy in your book. So if the message gets lost, or if maybe a couple days later, I've probably said this to my staff a million times, do you have the number for so and so who called about three days ago, they can just flip to their book and give me the number. Another tip, if you're leaving someone a message, please, please, please leave your phone number. I will not, um, I cannot tell you the number of times where people will, where maybe we've been communicating for a while, so they'll say, just call me. And I know with cell phones, everyone's like name and numbers on there. But for my office, we have actual office phones and sometimes it's not very easy to find the number, and it's not associated with the name. And with the tons of messages, sometimes it can't be found. So when people leave their leave me their number, I greatly appreciate that. So um, Tuesday, th- Friday morning, too, I had an, a, a hair appointment. It was my first hair appointment since. Let me think if I can figure this out. January, yes, January before my daughter's wedding. That was the last time I had my perf- my hair professionally done. Since that time, I colored it twice on my own and had been giving myself little haircuts. <laughs> so it wasn't in great condition by the time I got my hair done. It was not bad, I'll tell you. It was it was kind of okay, but it was using the at home hair dye. It was starting to get like a little brassy. And I don't know how to tone that down. So I did need an actual hair appointment. And it was all safety, mandatory masks, which I have no problem with. And, um, you know, now my hair looks like normal hair and not uh, Bozo the Clown. Okay, what else? So I got my hair done, I came back and I had to go to the court. So my sister-in-law drove with me, you know, just to get out for a little bit. And we stopped at the court, and then we stopped at Flower Child and had lunch. And they had a really good setup. I mean, you were very far away from other tables. And um, the staff was great. Like, you can't just run up and get yourself a refill on a drink anymore. But they would bring you a refill, and it was fine. It was, like, all good. And But here was the mandate that my sister-in-law made. Because I said to her... I said, would you mind if I brought my stack of messages and returned calls? She goes, I'm not going to sit there bored while you return calls. And I thought, okay, I need to be less dramatic. Um, I cannot, people cannot expect me to twenty be 24-hour returning calls. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to do a huge amount of returning calls when I get back to the office. So at 3.30, I came in. I returned calls until six o'clock. The only reason I think I got out of there at six as opposed to a later time is that some of the people that I was calling back, it was Friday afternoon. So I think they had either left the office or were off for the weekend. And um, so that helped me get through a little quicker where I left messages, but I definitely know I'll be paying the piper on Monday for that. And then now as I sit here, it's Saturday afternoon. My youngest daughter has a recital. The recital is going to be much different. Most of my family is going to be watching via Zoom. And um, a handful of us, like a small handful, a couple, are going to the actual recital. There'll be face masks. There'll be uh, smaller mounts. They really thought of a good job of how to do it, which is you're only watching maybe three or four dances. And um, then they usher in a new group of people. I'll tell you what the plus side of that is for me. I'm very, very impatient with things like school recitals. And in the past, or dance recitals, in the past, you would be there for two and a half to three hours watching um, the dancers. And last year, um, we had brought the baby and he was kind of brand new and we went in this in the hallway and just sat on the floor because it's a it's a long long day when you drop off your child and then have to go back for the recital and you're there for a few hours okay let's see what else uh. Sorry, I'm having trouble reading my own handwriting. I think what I wanted to talk about, I can't even read my writing, but um, as I have mentioned a few times in this podcast, there has been an uprising in COVID cases. So it feels like almost whimsical to me that during the time of the lockdown, I would look and there would be like three or four hundred cases. And at that time, I was freaked out. If there'd be a hundred cases, a hundred new cases, I would be like, oh my gosh, that is so many. Um, but I also didn't know people or didn't have a tangential relationship to people had, who've had COVID. And then the lockdown was lifted and it seems like it's, it's exploded like between 2,000 and 3,500 people a day. And now I hear nonstop stories of people who know people whose whole family has gotten it. Um, I know a pastor of a church, and it's going around his church. They only got together for one time before they shut down the church again. And I don't think it was because of that, um, that meeting, but at the same time there's people in that area who are getting COVID and it's being, and it's going around in, in the families. Um, uh, my coworkers, husband's coworker had it. And then she was tested. Um, my coworker was tested. Like everyone is just, just has like these tangential relationships. Um, I've heard of many restaurants shutting down because someone related to the restaurant got it or a customer called and said they now have it or a worker has it. So now restaurants have to shut down and um, and it's just every day. It's just more bad news. So what are we doing in, in our office? So we're a small office. The three of us who work in there, we're very socially distanced and that's just that's always been that way because, um, we each have our own office space. And, um, so we're nowhere near each other. We can stay far from each other. And then we all have our own desk setups. So we're not using the same materials. We share a copier. Obviously we share a bathroom and we're sanitizing. We have tons of Lysol, um, uh, a tip on getting Lysol if you're looking for it. My sister-in-law, um, who's my legal assistant, and I've said this a few times, she went to Walmart like right when it opened, and she was able to get a few jars or a few jars, a few of the spray bottles, and uh, she bought it. And then we, you know, we have some at the office. I have some at my house. Renee took some. Tanya took some. So um, it's another thing that we've, you know, sort of all been doing collectively with people that I work with in my family is if someone sees something that's needed, we'll pick it up for the other person. So I swear we're not hoarding. That's not what this is. But because things are hard to find, um, if, if you do find it, we are picking it up for the other person and buying just what we need. And I have noticed I think a lot of people are doing that because the toilet paper and the paper towels seems to be back on track again. Um I've been trying to discourage in-person meetings um as much as possible and especially in the last week and a half. I've had a few where people needed to be in person and we are requiring face masks upon entry. We have some extra face masks. I'll often wear rubber gloves when I'm meeting with the client so I can just peel them off afterwards and and toss them. We have Lysol, we have Clorox wipes, and we disinfect anytime someone comes in. But I try I'm trying to limit that contact because my office is so small that if someone came in and was sick, that I think it would be hard for us to get to get rid of. Okay. So those are some tips on just what we're doing. I put up a sign um, also. Uh, masks are mandatory in Maricopa County. That's where I am. And put up a sign. And everyone's been very courteous about it. There was a couple of people who didn't have masks. And I was able to provide them. So it's a, a work in Progress. Every day is a new day. And I'm just praying that these cases will start to go down. Although every time I talk to someone, I feel I'm hearing a story of my so and so got it, my best friend, my co worker, my aunt, you know, just nonstop, nonstop. And it's a lot. So stay healthy. Um, Eat a lot of fruits and vegetables. Get some exercise if you can. Um, try to keep a positive outlook. I know all of this is hard. This is, and all these things that I'm saying, this is for me too. I have to remind myself of this every day. Whatever you have for a spiritual life, keep it going. Stay in contact with your friends and um, we'll get through this. We will. I'm certain of it. I wanted to, I I have been so busy this week that I have not had a chance to watch a new movie or finish a book or anything. And I'm just realizing as I was preparing for the podcast, I'm like, I didn't do anything this week really except work and, uh, and have family commitments, which I'm grateful for. I'm grateful to have both of that. But I was thinking, what is something that I like that I can recommend to you? For brightening your day a little bit. And something for me is ordering little treats to be delivered. I love to get things in the mail. I have to be careful because I don't want to order stuff that I don't need. Like I don't want to order, you know, 90 new pairs of shoes just so I can get something in the mail. So what is it that I've been ordering? I try to order treats from places that I've been and that I like to get in those places, but obviously can't get because you can't go anywhere. So I ordered um, chips from New Orleans. They're called Zaps. I'm waiting for them. They're going to come next week. Throughout this whole pandemic, I've been ordering coffee from New Orleans called PJ's Coffee. Do yourself a favor, get their coffee. It is so stinking good. It, I am like one thing I don't miss is getting coffee out. Like I would much rather have a coffee at home with my PJ's coffee and the fancy creamers that I put aside and it's just all delicious and it's so delicious it tastes like a dessert. Other things are candles, candles that remind you of places that you've been or just something fruity or citrusy or Floral, if that's what you like. My niece bought me a candle from, uh, it's called New Orleans, and um, I smelled it. I'm like, it does smell like New Orleans, but not like gross New Orleans, not like Bourbon Street, but just sort of like the uh, fragrant air and uh, like sort of the heaviness in the air because the river's right there. I love it. I haven't burnt it yet because it's just so... Um, beautiful and delicious smelling but at some point I'm going to treat myself and I'm going to burn it. Order yourself a book for a, the longest time I was not ordering um, books because I purged myself of most of my books I didn't have room for them, I didn't have a bookshelf um, I just I didn't have a place for them and now where I am I have a little library and And we combined, everyone who's in my house combined their books. And we have this fun little library. And I don't want to go crazy. Like I'm not going to order like a thousand books because of it. And I also plan on, you know, cleaning up the library like every so months. Like, hey, nobody's going to read this book or this is a book I don't want anymore. And then I'll donate the books. But it's fun to get a book in the mail. Also, a tip is um, the library is not open yet. But you can actually, so you've been able to get the, um, you know, the books through the app where you can read the electronic books. But you can also order the books online and have curbside pickup. So I had curbside pickup a couple of times through the library. You just pop the trunk of your car and you've ordered the books ahead of time. You tell them your name they, and library card number, they throw them in the trunk, and you're off. And that feels like getting a little bit of a delivery to me, so I really enjoy that as well. So that's all I have for today. I, I wish everyone the best. I I know it's hard, and I keep praying and hoping that we're going to have some semblance of normalcy soon. And it I'll, I'll tell you, it's felt to me very frustrating and very sad where I feel like the last week it feels like a total setback where it's just story after story about the increase in cases when I was just so hopeful that would not be the case I was hopeful that the heat would kill this off I was hopeful that the social distancing had really worked and it just sounds like more time is needed so hang in there all right. You can find this podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes under Florence Legally Brunette, Bonafide Legal Podcast. You can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram under Florence Legally Brunette. You can find me on on Facebook under my name. You can find me on Facebook under my law office, Law Office of Florence Brummer. You can find me on my website, BrummerLaw.com. We're also on Patreon. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. You're all in my prayers. Thank you for your comments during the week. And I look forward to speaking with you next week.